Hello, and welcome to our Top of Mind podcast. In this program, we will sit down with the higher education technology thought leader and discuss the innovative projects they are working on now and into the future. I'm your host, Caitlin Elkani, Vice President of Client Services and Cybersecurity Research at the Tambellini Group. I'm joined today by Jim LaCrita, the Chief Information Officer at Brandeis University. Over the next few minutes, we are going to hear Jim's thoughts on change management. Let's get started. Welcome to the program, Jim. Thank you, Caitlin. I'm very happy to be here. Um, well, we're excited you could join us today. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, maybe I should take a, a moment and uh, uh, give a quick background about myself. Um, once again, my name is Jim LaCrita. I'm the Chief Information Officer at Brandeis University. Uh, I've actually been at Brandeis University for 16 and a half years, uh, not as the Chief Information Officer. Uh, prior to that, I was the um, Executive Director for Technology for the International Business School at Brandeis which in some ways was a chief information officer job. I didn't report into the CIO. I reported into the dean of the business school. So we had our own operations going on. I used to call it a, um, an IT light uh, department because we did almost everything that the larger department did, but we did it in a, in a scaled down, more of a white glove service type of operation. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I have built departments over the years, and, and change has been really something that's been a big part of my career uh, in working at Brandeis has afforded me a lot of opportunity to enact change. And it's, it's a really difficult task. And I'm excited to talk more about it. Well, thank you. That's a good segue into us hearing some of your stories that you've really experienced at Brandeis over the years. Can you tell us some examples of change that you've had to navigate? Absolutely. So I, I think in order for me to, to give examples, I, I think I need to give the bigger context of, of when I came on as CIO. Back in 2016, uh, I, I became the CIO. During that time, I did the usual assessment that, that one would do. Uh, we went under a redesign, uh, brought in um, some, some new people, uh, and put them in some leadership positions. And uh, really, to be honest, the department itself was not viewed in a great light. ITS, uh, so that's Information Technology Services, uh, had a history of taking uh, on everything that the campus pushed away, and then sometimes repelling too because they they got nervous. Uh, you know, they took on so many services that uh, when I came on board, they had th over 300 services that they were offering to the community. And if you look by comparison, a lot of other universities that are, are much larger than us don't even offer that many services. So we were trying to be everything to everyone. And it was really diluting what we could do. I mean, the question is, would you like to offer 300 mediocre services or would you like to have 150 really good services? Um, so the conversation, you know, on items like that had to, had to come to light. And the, the really difficult part about that is that that involves change in trying to get people on board to, to move to something different and to have a different state of mind and think about things differently. So I'll give you a quick example, and you might consider this low-hanging fruit, but when I came on board, we had no less than four different video conferencing programs that the campus was using, and we were spending a ridiculous amount of money, and even aside from that, the licenses, we were supporting these. We went around and we spoke to all the different groups on campus and said, well, why do you, you know, what do you need for your, you know, to 
run video conferencing. What, when do you use it? How much do you use it? You know, we, we got all the metrics together and we did an assessment and then we went back and talked to different vendors. We got one vendor. Uh, we showcased it to a bunch of people on campus and uh, we decided to go with just one. And uh, it really it went over really quite well. We got down to one of them. Uh, we support it very well. It's, it's that whole idea of offering, we can offer you four, you know, video conferencing services, uh, you know, uh, fairly well, but I can offer you one that's really good. Uh, and, and so, you know, we've tried to stick to that as, as we've moved on. You know, over the past few years, uh, we've had to identify a lot of critical gaps in technology, try to remediate them. Basically, the department, uh, to be quite honest, was a little gun shy when I came on board. The IT department uh, turned into a cost center, essentially, and uh, every project that we did was considered an IT project, and uh, even though if they were business solutions, they were basically pushing things, to, the campus was pushing things to us, and what was happening is that we were telling people what we thought they needed. And that's a really dangerous proposition when, you, when you're when you working in technology. Uh, they were paralyzed with fear because they, they would take on a project and they felt like they were just driving the whole thing and they didn't know how to engage properly and we didn't have project management engaging properly on campus. So there was a really a lot of different areas that we needed to address, um, you know, and it really was difficult for the for the campus to get to that point. So, um, you know, and for me, the goal for us was it was, a, it was imperative that we needed to collaborate with the community uh, so that technology solutions aligned to the community needs. You know, we had to use our limited resources wisely. We, we need to produce solutions uh, that meet and need, uh, you know, positive and pleasurable experiences for the partners. Um, and I use the word partners because it's important. I wanted to make sure my folks felt like they were partnering with the, uh, with the campus. But there's a lot of trust that needed to be built upon that. So anyway, back to 2016, it was very clear that we weren't even close to any of that. Really started with changing the IT department. You know, I, there was so much change on campus that needed to happen. But my thought is, is that how could I possibly change how we operate with other people on campus when internally, you know, we needed to change? And uh, I had an IT department that were afraid of change. And I would always say to them, you work in IT. I mean, you know, that is mm -hmm. the nature of technology. It, it's change. And I tried to get them very comfortable with it. But it's taken a long time to, to get them to that point. You know, what's really fascinating is, uh, truth be told, the first thing that struck me uh, when I began was the actual physical building. I know this may sound strange, but, you know, I walked into the, to the building uh, where technology is based out of at Brandeis. And we had exposed ceilings, poor lighting, stained carpets. We had walk-off mats in the hallway that were taped along the edges. We had conference rooms with little to no technology, very few meeting spaces, leaky ceilings, you name it. It was like a haunted house. Um, and, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and people, people got used to that, I guess, over the years. There was this feeling of, like I mentioned earlier, like a hunkered down feeling, um, you know. And I thought, like, how can people take pride in what they do you know, uh, if they're working in an environment that doesn't seem very professional and, right. you know, with a small budget right away, I, I had everything painted. We changed lights. We added carpet. We brought in some new furniture. We, we put technology in the conference rooms. We created a training space. And so you fast mm -hmm. forward now and, you know, it's like one of those home and garden shows. Uh, we have, you know, oh, wow. 
Yeah, we have like a kitchen. Uh, our kitchen's now like a gathering place. We have conference rooms that are always busy. People in the, in the hallway socializing. It's almost like everyone kind of came out of their holes and, and we're like, it was like a new day. Everything's brighter and everything seems cheerier. And when you get in an environment where it's more professional, people are more collaborative. And so people really right. embrace that. And it was, to me, it was a good way to make a, it's, almost, it's a large change, but it's a small change because it really was just some carpet and paint. And I wanted people to get comfortable with something a little bit different. And so it was a kind of a baby step for me because I really needed to, to get the group to get comfortable with this. And so that was really kind of, uh, it's a non-technological example of it, but you know, it, you know, in the meantime, I'm around kicking tires. I'm asking questions about why we do things and how we do things. And there was a lot of resistance to that, you know, like, well, we've done things like this the whole time. So why don't we just continue doing it that way? It, it seemed to work for us. Um, you know, well, people, one of the, go ahead, sorry. one of the themes that I'm hearing in your, in your story is that there's a big component of both setting and managing expectations on an ongoing basis. Yeah, excuse me. I think that you are 100% correct. I mean, people didn't, here's the thing is that people didn't really know what to expect. People, they thought, so this is, I think this is a good example of this. When I came on board, you know, people, almost within the first two months, people were saying to me, you need to have, we need a strategic plan. And you know, the context of that is that we had a brand new president come on board with, within the same month that I came on board and, and he's working on his strategic plan and I couldn't possibly, you know, step ahead of that. I needed to wait and see where he was going. I, I knew where I needed to bring the technology department. Um, with that, what I did was I did create some themes and guiding principles to hang our hats on, um, you know, for the most pressing issues. And we had a lot of short-term project needs um, and, you know, we call them fires. Uh, you know, we, so there was a lot of fires to be put out and a, and a lot of reactive type of items that needed to happen. We, we really didn't have many proactive projects uh, on the front burner just because we had to fix so many things. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know our infrastructure was really woeful. Um, I, we needed to address a new ERP solution. Um, you know, I, I put a stop to, all, to the IT governance uh, group because I had been on that committee for, you know, in my previous role and it, and it had not gone, gone so well. And, um, and plus it governance, we weren't taking on anything new. We, I had to stop everything and we had to really fix what we had. And so that was the priority, but it was back to your point about, you know, resetting expectations and, 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 and managing that with people. It's, you know, people were expecting, Oh, typically you do a strategic plan and then you do this and then you do that. And it was getting them on board, Say not, you know, just basically say we're not doing that. We're we're going to do it a different way, and it's a change from the way that you've done it before. But here is what we are going to have. We're going to have our themes. We're going to have our guiding principles. We're going to work towards putting out the fires, and then we can look forward and be more proactive. You know, and and fast forward right now. I won't get too far into it, but we are in the midst of rolling out a strategic plan. Now, you know, we're years later, but now we're in a better spot. The university has a strategic plan that they're starting to roll out to the campus and we can kind of go on the crest of that. And that's been very helpful. So as you think back to all these lessons learned, if you were going to condense the role of the CIO uh, during change management into a few words, how would you frame your role? That's a great question. (laughs) 
how would I frame my role? I, I think that my role really has been that of, uh, you know, I've leadership, change management, manager. I, I mean, I really have been a jack of all trades. It's not what I expected when I was coming into it. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, I, it's, there's been a lot of me being very tactical, uh, a lot of blocking and tackling and, and, you know, the group needed it. I, I look at it as, you know, we have a house here. It, it, it seems like it's an old home that has been kind of neglected. Uh, you know, and I don't mean that in the sense of the people, I mean, in the sense of like, you know, there haven't been some investments, uh, in critical areas like they should have been. And, you know, it took years for the house to become a little bit worn down and it's going to take time to build it back up again. So I, <laughs> in some ways I liken myself to a carpenter to slowly, you know, working on room by room to make sure things are, are, are working well, but I'm also not interested in, in, I, I said carpenter and I didn't say, uh, that I'm an architect because, you know, the campus is the architect, you know, the business units are the architect. I'm building the rooms for them. I'm not building the rooms for us. And, and we need to be able to change that perception on campus. You know, that's, that's the biggest, uh, biggest thing for me. The biggest thing that I've had to focus on is changing that perception of, of that. We're, we're, we're a different role than what you think we are. One of the things you also mentioned earlier on was project management. What role do you think the project managers that you already have in the IT department play in the change management process? They're enormously important. So when I came on, we actually had a, a project management, what they call a project, we call a project services office. I still have a hard time getting used to that. They played a role where they would just people would come and they need help with things and we would help them out. We weren't, uh, I don't know, the role that, that they were playing was not that of a partner, but of someone who was just keeping track and, and pushing things along, which is part of what a project management does, project manager does, but it's not entirely what they should be doing. Uh, it, it's, it's getting out there and having these conversations and understanding their needs and, and actually poking at what their needs are and, and looking at, maybe current solutions that we already have on campus in reusing solutions and then also looking for opportunities for the campus to collaborate. So if I'm meeting, if I have a project manager that's meeting with the business school, you know, they should go down there and then have, you know, sit down and have a discussion about what the needs are and, you know, then do a needs assessment and then look across campus to see if anyone else has a similar need or if someone else is already doing it. You know, we, we have a tendency to work in silos and, you know, one of the things that I want to do is get rid of a lot of the third party systems we have on campus. We're, we're trying to simplify uh, as a campus and in a way to do that is to do that through project management. And those are the folks that are kind of out there on the ground. And those are the ones that really should be mindful that, you know, that there are other things happening on campus and not work inside a bubble. This is making me think back to your analogy of, of being a carpenter, of having to put all these pieces together and really think creatively about working with the tools that you have to make everything, uh, everything really work. And even this project management piece, it sounds like you had to work with the team to uh, be more collaborative, work more 
creatively and communicate differently with the with the groups on campus. So that's you know that's challenging to get people to to rethink through their processes. What are some of your most challenging experiences when you think back on going through all this change? What have some of those most challenging experiences been, and how did you handle them? Yeah, I think that um, the one of the most challenging experiences uh, that that I had was working through um, uh, an ERP change. As soon as I came on board, it was critical that we moved on from our current ERP solution, uh, and there were multiple reasons why. Um, one of which was uh, security reasons. Uh, we have a system that that it's not been updated. We, we do patches, but we do it through a third party. And uh, we also have over 3000 customizations. And, you know, uh, we also have uh, some, some pretty rough business processes and that, that actually has been, been quite difficult, you know, to, to, to get them to the, to basically get them to move on <laughs> uh, to, to thinking about different business processes. And so, um, when I took this on, there's a really, uh, I'm, I'm fighting against history, you know, uh, and in, in higher education is not really known for their ability to change. And an ERP implementation is an enormous change for the campus. It, it's, it affects everyone, you know, um, you, you know, I, I often going back to the, to the house analogy, uh, but a little bit different. I would say in, in leadership meetings to people like, listen, this is a, such a heavy lift for the whole campus and it's also going to affect everybody. Like we just put up a new building on campus and it's beautiful and I think it's wonderful. But the fact is, is that it's a student dormitory and really not even half of the campus is ever going to walk in there. You're not going to have any business in that building to spend any time in there. We're building a building, which is, you know, workday, a new ERP system that everyone's going to have to go into and that building is going to affect all of us. And, you know, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's critical that the campus gets on board with that because that is their building. You know, that is not it's building. We're, we're building it to spec, you know, we're not the architects. We're, we're simply the hands that are putting it together. And I, you know, this is great quote and I don't know who to attribute it to and I'm paraphrasing, but uh, it goes something along the lines that, you know, overhead projectors were in bowling alleys 50 years before they made their way into classrooms. Meaning that, you know, higher education or education is not really known for innovation and change. And, you know, <laughs> we're, 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 you know, it, when you're fighting up against that, that makes it very yeah. difficult. And, and that was, that was really the, the most difficult part. I mean, me, if you were to ask me, and we're in the midst of the workday implementation for HR and finance, but the most difficult part up to this point for me has not really been the technology part of it. Um, it's been the people part of it. It's been the change. It's, it's, you've got over 60 people uh, on our campus, in, in our particular case, that are working on this solution. I, have, I don't manage all those 60 people. They work in different departments, and they have day jobs. You know, and, and we're asking them to essentially moonlight and come up with business processes and, you know, uh, operations and how, you know, they, we want them to test things. We want them to, to, to show up to meetings, you know, day after day. And then, hey, by the way, go back to your desk and do your job. And that's, right. that, that's a really hard proposition. I and mean, that's, that's a lot to ask of people. 
and it's really difficult to to manage from you know and and it requires a lot of patience and it requires a lot of planning but you know life happens for these departments and and you 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 have to kind of just roll with it that's really been for me the most difficult piece of change because my group internally has slowly gotten used to the change part of it now it's the, the getting the campus we're gearing up to go live and, and how is the campus going to react to that? You know, uh, it, it is a much better solution than we currently have, but you know, sometimes the, the, the better solution is, isn't what people think they want or need. And, and, and how do you yeah. play that? How do you communicate that? And, and that's going to be that, you know, it's a challenge we're facing right now, but it's a challenge that we're, you know, it's We're going to be facing over the next several months. Now that you've really gone through a lot of different changes and looking at this ERP implementation, do you recommend hiring a third party for change management? Well, you know, for uh, for what we did uh, when we started the ERP, I'm talking. Uh, this is how my experience with it, with the ERP implementation. We hired a third party. Uh, to come in and do change management for us. Because we identified, I had a lot of conversations with other CIOs uh, prior to, to us going, uh, us starting our implementation. And the, word, the, the phrase change management came up every single time. And uh, a lot of uh, other folks, other schools, didn't account for that right away. And I must say that we actually hired, I mean, we spoke to different firms and then I said, I want a rock star change manager. I mean, I want somebody who's, who's going to really come in here and help us out. And we did, uh, we, we brought the a firm on board to help us out. And at the same time, you know, I had hired a communications person, uh, a full-time employee for the, the IT department. And, you know, we worked through, knowledge transfer to that person. And then it became clear to me that I just a communications person wasn't going to do it. Um, we had someone leave, uh, and then I rejiggered the role and we created a change manager role, a full-time role. And so that person's been on board for, for several months and it really, you can feel the difference. We did some knowledge transfer from the third party that came on board and that was really helpful. And we've moved on since then to, to just using our person internally, but uh, I thought it was really critical for us to have somebody on board. And if you don't have somebody that's a full-time employee, I think a third party is a really great idea. Uh, they also give you perspective too. You know, if you get somebody that's not been in the organization for a long time, uh, sometimes someone coming in and doing interviews and having discussions and, and understanding the culture from the outside in can give you a, a kind of a breath of fresh air. And, and so that was extremely helpful. They, so they set us up nicely, I thought, with a really nice plan a uh, nice change plan for the campus. And it's one of the things that I feel really good about. It's one of the, it's one of the things that I think that we've done quite well uh, when it comes to, to the workday implementation. Our, our change management plans are, are pretty solid. So it sounds like you've really decided to fund change management as an ongoing priority within IT. Yes, I, I, I place a high premium on communication and uh, I think that's a big part of, of change management. As I evolved into the position, it became very clear to me. So I place a huge premium on that. And um, I, I would really highly recommend uh, anyone else, uh, any other CIO uh, that's listening to this to, to really consider that. 
Jim, this has been a great conversation and I really appreciate all of your thoughts today and your stories. Are there any last ideas that you would like to leave with our listeners? Yeah, I think there's a maybe a couple. One of the things that I tried to get my group comfortable with was was the word marketing. And it's something that really scared the heck out of all of them. It's unfamiliar territory for a technologist, marketing what we do, how we do it, you know, it, letting the community know that we, we offer certain services and, and letting them know that we can help them out, you know, and I still, I say the word marketing and it still makes them all nervous when I say it, you know, it's an opportunity for them to say, Hey, look over here, look what we do. We, we often do a lot of really cool things for the campus um, and, and can offer a lot of different services, but how are they supposed to know if we don't actually go out and, and market ourselves as such? You know, you got to make the effort and you, you really have to bring your staff along because look at IT has changed and in, in the way that we interact with the business units has changed over the past two years, five years, 10 years. It keeps on going further and further to uh, in integration uh, to, to business. And I think that we really need to start getting used to that and, and getting our staff comfortable with that because it really is uh, imperative that we are out there uh, and, and that our folks feel comfortable being out there and meeting with folks. I mean, gone, gone are the days of the ornery tech person pounding the keys to their desk. They're going to be involved with partnering with the community more and more. Uh, and, and that's just the way, that's just the nature of the beast. So I think the more we get comfortable with that change, whether you know it be marketing IT or, or working with different departments on campus or, or partnering with people, the better we are uh, as, for, as CIOs and better we are as, as IT departments. Thank you for participating today, Jim. This has been a great conversation and we look forward to continuing to learn from you and what you've done at Brandeis with Change Management. So thank you again. And this is the end of our Top of Mind podcast.